0: Good morning, class. Good morning, Hello, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to uh, Faith School. Faith School is the place where our faith is fed. Our spirit grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. It's what God has intended for us to be, not getting beat, not being defeated, not failing again and again, but he will cause us always to triumph. He's made us overcomers. But the way he's taught us to do it is not by begging and pleading, not by waiting for him to do everything, but by our faith. Our spirit needs to be fed and and nourished up in the words of faith. Just like our body needs to be fed every day to have strength, our spirit needs to be fed on a regular basis, which is why we have uh, faith school. We're going to have a lot of it. and We've saved you a seat. Right here in the front. So get your Bible, get something to take notes on, come on in here, join us, and um, look out because your spirit's going to come up. And what used to seem unreachable will seem easily reachable. And what used to seem impossible will seem entirely possible. For with God, all things are possible, and all things are possible to him or her that believes. Father, we Release our faith for the class today, asking for utterance, asking for the anointing, asking for answers, and by your help, we'll put it into practice and not just forget it or let it go, let it slip. And thank you for doing great and good things in our life, and we'll give you the glory uh, for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn please again to uh, Genesis, the 15th chapter in the 15th. The fifth verse, Genesis 15, 5, text that we've been looking at uh, this week in faith school, studying Abraham uh, and his faith, which is held up as an example for us to follow in the book of Romans, in the book of Galatians, and other places. Genesis 15, 5 is where the Lord brought Abraham out and told him to look up in the sky He said in 15.5, he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if you be able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your seed be. Now the Lord has told him this, and now he's looking for Abraham's response. What will his response be to this amazing information and revelation he just gave him. So Abraham's looking up in the night sky. Like we said, I believe the Lord had it an exceptionally clear night for him. And he he very quickly realizes I, I can't count these. But that wasn't the, the issue. The Lord says your offspring will be this many, like this. He has to make a decision. Do I believe this? Do I not? And the reason he's in the book, verse six, just says immediately, he believed in the Lord. And we talked about that phrase. He didn't just believe the Lord existed and the Lord could do it. He believes in the Lord's love for him, in his goodness, in his faithfulness, He believes in him, in the one who told him this. So based on who told him, and I'm going to know you, that's where you should put a lot of stock in. Who told you that, right? (laughs) When you hear something and it sounds, could that be true? The next thing you should ask is who said it? Who said that? Because you're going to put different weight with it depending on if you know them and what you know them to be. Well, with our God who cannot lie and who has never failed, we should not hesitate. When he tells us something, no matter how impossible it may sound and seem, how illogical, how unreasonable it may seem to our intellect, it's just because we don't know what he knows about it. When you see it, you'll go, oh, no wonder. Nope. We should be quick to believe. Everybody say quick to believe. Quick to believe. believe. We saw in previous classes that uh, uh, the situation of of Peter and John who ran to the uh, tomb after the women had seen Jesus raised from the dead and came back and told him and most of them did not believe it, it said. But then they ran to the tomb And uh, Peter went inside and saw the body missing and saw the cloths on the side. And it said he wondered what had happened. But John came on in, saw the same thing Peter saw, but it says he believed. He believed. So they saw the same thing. They're in the same circumstances. They heard what Jesus had said for the previous three and a half years, what's the difference? A choice. Can you see that? A choice. A choice to wait and see and wonder and question, or a choice to believe. Choice to believe. Go with me to the book of Mark, please. The book of Mark, 16th chapter, Mark 16, and just remind ourselves of that, that day and, and that situation. Mark sixteen nine. it says, Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. She went and told them that had been with him, as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, what was their choice? They believed not after that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it to the residue. what happened? Neither believed they them. Like we had said, people say, "I, I just can't believe that that's an untrue statement. You can believe anything you choose to believe. Believing's a choice and and repeatedly. They chose not to believe. Now, it's it's not just that is it impossible that a person could be raised from the dead. You've got to remember, these people have been around Jesus for these three and a half years. He's told them more than once that after three days, he's going to raise from the dead. They've got scripture for it. The prophets have prophesied it. I mean, they've heard this. They should have believed. Which brings you to verse 7, verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they said it meet and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Why? Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So he specifically told them, you should have believed Mary when she came and told you that. You should have believed those two guys when they came and told you that. You should have believed what I told you <laughs> before I let right? He wasn't pleased with it. This continuing to analyze, continuing to question, continuing to reason is not a sign of intelligence. It's not a good quality. <laughs> Being slow to believe is something that irritates the master. I don't want to irritate the master. Right? We don't want to try the Lord's patience. We, we want to be quick to believe. Now, other people, you know, and in situations that the Lord didn't say, well, yeah, you're going to have to check that out. But when the Lord has said it, and what these folks are saying is lining up with what he said, said out loud, I'm quick to believe. I'm quick to believe. believe. I'm quick. To believe. I'm quick to Yes, quick to believe. That sounds right for faith school class, don't it? Yes. Quick to believe. <laughs> Not just anybody and everything, the Lord. We're quick to believe what he said in his word, what he said by his spirit. And if he speaks through other people, it's going to be in line with what he said in his word. And, what he's, and it's going to bear witness with our spirit. But he, uh, he upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And then here comes the Great Commission as part of this. Verse 15, and what is it about? He said to them, go into all the world, preach the good news to every creature. Verse 16, he that what? Believe. Believes and is baptized, shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned or condemned, and these signs will follow them that believe, believe, and believing is a choice. Those who choose to believe it will be saved. Those who choose not to believe it will be condemned. And the condemnation is that uh, there was no reason to discard it. There was no reason to reject it. God's never lied. He's never failed. We should believe Him. And especially the longer that we walk with Him and the more we've seen, uh, the more things He's done for us, how many realize we shouldn't get slower to believe. We should become even quicker to believe. Everything and anything He, He said to us. Now we saw that the New Testament mentions two different kinds of unbelief. We saw in 1 Timothy 1.13, Paul said he did what he did, persecuting the church, ignorantly in unbelief. And that the Lord, uh, he obtained mercy of the Lord because he did it ignorantly. In fact, you remember that he was on the road to Damascus with letters from the high priest to arrest Believers and haul them to prison and all this kind of stuff when he met Jesus and he saw a bright light and he heard a voice and, and, he, and he, the Lord said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And, and Saul, who later became Paul, he said, who are you? <laughs> who are you, Lord? He didn't know who he was, but he knew he was Lord. Who are you? He, he was ignorant of, uh, you know, he thought he was doing the right thing. But when he did get enlightened and got born again, got filled with the Spirit, he was just as strong or stronger for the church, to build the church, as he had been trying to destroy it. But we saw in Hebrews 3 that there's a different kind of unbelief. And uh, it's called an evil unbelief that's involved when you harden your heart in the face of what can be indisputable evidence or word from God, and you can just continue to say, I, I don't believe it, I don't believe it, I don't accept it. You'll hear people say, seeing is believing. And that is a completely untrue statement. There's no scenario in which that's even partly true. Seeing is not believing. And no matter what you see, it doesn't assure you will believe. You'll still have to make a choice. Listen to some of the statements that were made Um, with Jesus himself as he uh, walked the earth and as he ministered and people saw him and they saw what he did and what he said. It was not automatic That they believed him. The scripture says uh, in John, the uh, 6th chapter and the 35th and 36th verses, John 6, 35. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. He that believes on me shall never thirst. He said, but I say to you that you also have seen me and believe not. Seeing is not believing. Believing is a choice, regardless of what you've seen or haven't seen. There are people today, you know, that they they say, well, man, if I could see a miracle, if I could see this, you know, I'd believe. That's not necessarily true. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But if they won't prior to seeing, you tend to think they won't no matter what. It's an unpersuadable belief. And Jesus is telling these people, he said, you've seen me. In one passage, he said, you have hated me and my father. Because he said in John 14, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And they saw the works that he did and didn't believe. You know, when Jesus came walking on the water and the disciples saw him, that is some kind of a miracle, right? Walking on the water. And it didn't say when they saw him walking on the water, they were filled with faith and believed. It said they were filled with fear, right? And thought they had seen a ghost. They're not filled with, they're not believing. They're not filled with faith. It's a choice. You can see all kinds of things. You can see miracles upon miracles, and it does. that won't make you a believer. You'll still have to choose whether you believe or not. In Numbers 14, when uh, the Lord brought his first covenant people out of Egypt, through all of those signs and wonders in Egypt. I mean, you talk about signs and wonders, right? <laughs> have, have you read those? I mean, the miracles that happened that, that brought them out. And in Numbers 14... When they got up to going into the promised land and sent the spies in, they came out and said, there's giants in the land. Well, all, most all the people just cried in their tents all night long and said, there's no way, there's no how, we're going to die out here in the wilderness. And the Lord said in, in Numbers 14, 11, the Lord said to Moses, how long will this people provoke me? How long will it be ere they believe me? for all the signs which I have showed among them. In other words, how many signs does it take (laughs) before you start believing something? Seeing is not believing. Seeing does not produce faith. Tell me how faith comes. It comes not by seeing things. It comes by hearing what the Lord said and then you got a choice, right? You heard what he said, and, and, and how do I make this choice? You make this choice based on who is telling you this, who they are and what they are. You don't, you're not just believing that he exists and he's almighty. You believe in the Lord, in his person, in his character. If he told me this, you can count on it. If he has to move heaven and earth, if he has to create things that never existed before, he can do it. Amen. Not only can do it, he will do it because of who he is and what he is. Believing in him. Just making that decision and so you're not, it's not a, just a, a mechanical thing that I believe, I don't believe. It's a personal thing. I, my, my faith is not just in, in what, I know in whom I have believed. Yes. Amen. I know in whom I believe, the person of God. I don't. If I know him, I don't have to know what, right? If, if I know him, I don't have to know how. If I know him, I know he already knows how. If I know him, I know he'll, he'll come by it honestly, right? He, he can make it happen. I don't have to have all the details, I don't have to wait and figure and rationalize and analyze and I can just decide. I believe it. You said it. I believe it. Amen. Like Abraham. (laughs) But even though they had seen all those signs and wonders, every time there was a challenge, they start crying and talking about they're going to die. Making the wrong choice over and over again. When they got to the Red Sea, they cried. He split the Red Sea. They went through. They danced. They shouted because they didn't die that day. Yay, yay. But then a few days travel, they ran out of water. What do they do? They cried. They complained. They blamed Moses. We're all going to die out here. Can you see this? And so he brought water out of the rock And they went a little further, and they got tired of eating manna, so they complained. He brought fresh quail in, and one thing, but every time there was a challenge, what'd they do? They chose to doubt. They chose to question. Can you see, it's not all innocent, this unbelief. It's not all a result of ignorance. Very quickly, it turns into just refusing to believe and there is a rebellious spirit about it there is a defiant you know and that's what the Lord is irritated how many believe if the Lord's irritated there's a good reason why he's irritated right if he says how long will these people provoke me how long will it be before they believe me and and for all the signs did I have shown them? That same thing happened when Jesus walked the earth. He came unto his own, and his own didn't receive him. He preached messages nobody had ever heard, astounding answers. And still, most of the leadership and most of the country didn't accept it, didn't believe it. They saw blind eyes open. They saw the dead raised. And did that make believers out of everybody in the country? No. Made them want to kill him. Can you see this? That's evil unbelief. When you've got the word of God come to pass in front of your eyes and you've got multiple confirmations and evidences, it has to do with a dishonest heart, doesn't it? A a, a wrong spirit, a defiant unpersuadable, rebellious spirit. That's why that unbelief is called evil. It's evil. It's not innocent. Scripture said, Jesus said it again. Um, John 12. He said this in John 12, 36. He said, while you have the light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. John 12, 36. These things spoke Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Look at verse 37. John 12, 37. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. Is seeing believing? No. Is there there any amount of miracles that is the tipping point that will make you be, make you believe. There is not. I mean, if you won't believe after you've seen everything that God did in the land of Egypt, right? Bringing his people out in the Exodus, then you just ain't going to believe, right? And after you've heard everything Jesus preached and taught, And after you've seen all of the healings and all of the deliverances and people raised from the dead and the water turned to wine and all of these, and you still don't believe, (laughs) you are not ignorant. You are unpersuadable. Hmm? And that's of your own choice. You have chosen not to believe. And people do that in the name of intelligence. They say, well, no, you know, I'm, I'm an intellectual, <laughs> I, and I, uh, you know, I, if I can't see it and I can't understand it, then, and my five senses can't detect it, then I don't believe it exists. And, uh, well, No, it, it's not a matter that you can't believe. You're just stubborn. You're just spiritually hard-headed and, re- and rebellious. And refuse to, because if you'd be honest, your heart knows the truth when it hears it, right? If you'll be honest, but now you can get in your head and you can override what you know in your heart. And uh, even though you know something's true, there are many times when people don't want it to be true. They just don't want that to be true because if it is true, it means I got to change, if it is true, if God really does exist and Jesus is the Savior, then I need to repent and give my life to Jesus and and not run my own life and do things the way I want to do. Well, a lot of folks are unwilling to do that. So they'd rather just choose not to believe. It's a choice. And we shouldn't be, you know, frustrated to no end that everybody that we tell truth to doesn't just jump on it and accept it and believe it If they didn't, if they didn't accept it all with Jesus, they're not going to accept it all with you. If they didn't accept it with Paul, they're not going to accept it with you. Some will, some won't. Right? Uh, Look with me in the book of Acts and notice this. I I think about this oftentimes when you don't, if you don't see all the results that you would like to see. That there are times, uh, Acts 28, um, we don't see people believe or, or get the right, give the right response every time. But that shouldn't shock us. God gave us a free will. Acts 28, 23. Acts 28, 23. Paul, they appointed him a day, and many came to him in his lodging. And Paul expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, and from morning till evening. Now, uh, you know, my church may think I go long sometime. But <laughs> from morning till evening, that's all day. Right? How many think Paul... Uh, And not just Paul, but the Spirit of God in him did an excellent job this day of laying it out. Right? You know, like one old preacher said, he was shelling down the corn. You know? (laughs) What, What do you mean? Well, read it again. He expounded. He testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus out of the law of Moses, out of the prophets. I mean, he went through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, is that right? He went through Isaiah and Ezekiel, right? Well, all day, all day, from morning till evening. What's the result of this amazing and anointed and thorough teaching and preaching? Verse 24. And some believed the things which were spoken. And what? Some Some believed not. What? No. (laughs) Not with Paul preaching all day long. How many scriptures? Not three or four. From the law all the way through the prophets. And some believed. And some believed not. Why? No matter what you see. That doesn't assure faith. No matter what you hear, it doesn't assure faith. Believing is a choice. Can you say amen? Amen. Believing is a choice. And aren't you glad you've chosen to be a believer and to be quick to believe whatever the Lord has said to you. Hallelujah. Well, already the class time is up again. Say it out loud like we do. I live By faith, we walk by faith. We overcome the world by faith. We're strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time.